shadowing us right behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Hey, and good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch TV for today's date, May 29th, 2022. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host, right down there, Mr. Chris Bennett. What is Steve. up, Chris? Good to see you, man. It's been a while. Sure has. I mean, it's been a couple, a few weeks, and a oh, lot, yeah. a lot gone on, man. A lot. It was uh, quite, quite a fun time off. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to uh, the uh, Sasquatch Triangle Conference. I uh, had the pleasure of talking uh, there for uh, an hour and um, meeting the great people of o- in Ohio and uh, the surrounding areas of Coshocton, Ohio. Oh, yeah. um, and a special thanks to uh, Dave Wickham for having me out there and to Mike Feltner, Mike Smith, Eric Altman, uh, Ricky Cherby was out there. Tom Mihawk was out. Um, good to see those guys from the, the PBS. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Don Keating, of course, uh, super, yeah. super guy. And uh, of course, Todd Neese, uh just uh, the Sarge. So what a, what a great. Yeah great lineup it was and uh, a lot of fun a lot of great people and uh 
you know, uh, I love you guys all. And it was great seeing you. And uh, I, without, I also have to say uh, props to Mark Mazel, who's always a gracious host when uh, at the campfire. So um, a little all out there. cast up there, man. <laughs> there is, yeah. Good time, all, good time. All those guys, yeah, yeah. He, uh, and I see can my sit down and listen to any. I can sit down and listen to any of them speak. And um, oh, I see Enrico Palazzo is, is in the chat room tonight. Uh, Enrico, that's a special. That's a special Welcome. call out to my buddy there, Bo Sox. Thirty-one thirteen. Uh, 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 speaking of call outs, uh, uh, my, my youngest son Andy graduated from high school last week, so I want to say congratulations to Andy. Big congrats! I love, I love you, buddy. Proud of you. Now you thought you were done, but no, you've got four more years. <laughs> four more years. Four more years. <laughs> and uh, happy early birthday to my oldest son, Robbie. Uh, happy birthday, be Robbie. Thirty-two tomorrow. If, uh, if my math is correct, thirty-two, son. Uh, so happy birthday, love you. Well, uh, you know when you get to our age, <laughs> everything seems a little bit slower and a little bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man no but you know what uh i gotta tell you uh age uh definitely um has some interesting twists and turns um i'm gonna oh. just pop this up here and let it uh pop into the into the thing Oops, don't want to do that we're gonna mute it because we don't want any trouble from youtube <laughs> but uh but yes that's what i spent my tuesday doing is uh okay. going to the uh slipknot yeah. show and uh boy it was a lot of fun as you can see <laughs> oh yeah and uh you know the music wasn't as loud as i thought it was gonna be coming <laughs> to a show like that <laughs> anyway oh. um well, did they have a, a oh, no, smash pit up front there? Uh, what do they call it? Will they run into each other? <laughs> you know, the music wasn't bad, but those pyrotechnics were awfully loud. And yeah. Gonna, I had to get under my seat because I thought the Ruskies were coming. And yeah, it, I, I could probably feel the heat off of those things from here. I mean, <laughs> it was. It did get warm every once in a while. Oh, look at that one. Yeah. <laughs> But a uh, great show. Um, I'm, I'm just so glad that I, I was able to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's good I, stuff like that's opening it up, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing, too. It was yeah. uh, um, uh, just. Uh, it's I, good to get it's out a return and, to normalcy. go places and do stuff. That's right. Return to normalcy. Yeah. Um, we had a normal graduation for. Uh, my youngest son, Andy, and I was tickled to death that because the kids last year, they didn't really have a graduation per se, you know, so uh, everything's getting back to normal. And I like that much better. And uh, no, that was not, not SPAC, which stands for the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. No, that was actually at the MVP arena, formerly the Pepsi arena, formerly the Knickerbocker arena for it. Oh. Uh, they've had like 7,000 names, but it's the, uh, the, the big arena down in Albany. So, yeah. And uh, I love it because I know where to park and I get in and out of there pretty quick. Yeah. And I wave to everybody in the traffic jam as I drive by. I'm like, eh. got to get a good parking spot somewhere where you can remember where it's at so you can get out oh, yeah. the door quickly as possible. 
Either that or sit in traffic for 45 minutes trying to get out to the main road. In case anybody's Ooh. wondering, yes, I am wearing my <laughs> um, but good good time. <laughs> Life is a flyway. That's a far cry from my Harvey Lipschitz and the Polka Dots concert. <laughs> okay, let's do the roll call like we do every show. Polka Dots. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Somebody oh. made a comment earlier, and I can't see it. We because some, of the yeah, post. we've got some people in the chat tonight. We sure do. So we got uh, Don Fuller as always, the Bat Mom. Hello, Bat hey, Mom. Donald. Gary Bat Johnson's Mom. in the house. My eyes. Gary, my eyes. And, uh, Life is a flyway. Uh, Arthur a Watch. Flyway. Angel yeah. Nolan. Hello, Angel. Angel. Uh, who Welcome. else? Who else? Who else? Of course, my friend Steve is in the chat room. Steve. He's the uh, Bo Sox guy. That's our only difference, really. That's a big difference of opinion. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. He's a Bo Sox fan, but... I hell, see Harry Man houses and Hoodwinks. Nikki, That's hi, right, Nikki. Nikki's in the house. Good to see you. Uh, Raptor Crazy in the house. Sherry Raptor. is in the house. Mick is in the house. Hey, Sherry. With Hello, sexy people. Hey, Mick. Good to see you, bud. And I hope he's enjoying his meatloaf tonight. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> oh. So while we've been gone, uh, I was watching this on um, the uh, the book, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. for a while. And there yeah. was this <coughs> internet hoax going around uh, quite a bit. And uh, there, there's reasons why we automatically knew it was a hoax. Uh, first thing came from a guy by the name of Kenny Walker saying that, you know, he's from Alabama. The Mobile County Sheriff's Office just validated the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, about a week later, uh, uh, Jared Arnett uh, made the same post, uh, this time mm. claiming it was near Lake Cumberland, Somerset, Kentucky. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is all farce, uh, needless to say. Wow. Of course, yeah. we have traced the, the real one back. Uh, that actually was taken in July 4th, of 2013 in Kimberling, Missouri. Uh, and uh, the crypto crew was really the first to really talk about that. So, uh, but why wow. people ask why? And it was a very simple reason why they did that. And yeah. that is because, oh, wrong one, wrong slide again. That's because of this. Um, that is the gentleman right there, Kenny Walker. Um, Big Sur- he's going to start a welding service called Bigfoot Services LLC. Uh. So he did that to, to get all these people to his Facebook page oh, to say, hey. Man. Well, but, um, that's not cool. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of tonight's show. That Tom sounds good. Um, he hasn't been... <laughs> I just had some beef stew, so me. I think Nick just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so I, I think, um, you know, how do I start by talking about this guy? Um, a lot of people remember him in the 2008 hoax with Rick Dyer. Yeah. And uh, that, but they forget, and a lot of people forget. What had happened previously to that? And that was the 2005 um, Stagecoach Nevada hoax. Yeah. Um, And uh, how should we say this? When um, 
it all came, and that's when really he came onto my radar because I brought squatchdetective.com on, on line basically January 1, 2006. So, um, so that kind of put me or put him on my radar. Yeah. And, um, uh, he had a run on coast to coast, uh, throughout 2005 for about four months. And, um, let me get slide number one up for you guys on the first one. Um, uh, is that the first time? No. It's very difficult uh, running. Um, here, let's do this. See if that pops up that way. Yep. So the real first talk of the the um, he had made a, an appearance in April, uh, but the the first time he really talks about what he was doing, um, we'll talk about his. You know, as you can see. Uh, he's been given hair samples to give to a conservation officer for testing. What do I always say about, um, you know, being um, vague? You know, uh, we we're not sending it to the you know California conservation officer or or you know wherever, uh, just right. to a conservation officer for testing. Not necessarily what kind of testing either. Uh, yeah. Definitely not a DNA test that would go to a DNA lab. Right. So, you know, like he did with the hand of unknown origin. So, uh, you know, you, you can tell there's a, a fair amount of uh, forbearance there. Yeah. Um, then on August 5th, um, he uh, talks, he, you know, he got his little slide in there at, at coast to coast, you know, you know, we, we want you to be our Bigfoot guy. Come in every few weeks yeah. and talk about it. And, of course, every time he came on, he's got to pitch himself. He's got to pitch right. his company. Um, and he's got to pitch whatever he's selling. Um, obviously, uh, he's talking about Happy Camp. Um, mm. Currently in camp somewhere in Northern California, that would be Happy Camp. He dealt some big-time action in the area. He said two creatures would probably rip the chains off a couple of goats and took them back to their lair. Mm. The stolen goats were devoured. Well, mm. did we ever see pictures of the lair or the devoured goats? I don't know. Um, I don't recall seeing those. No. <laughs> in, another, in another incident, a Bigfoot creature supposedly tossed large rocks and boulders at a woman's house. Did we ever see pictures of that? No. Now, Biscardi is confident that he will capture Bigfoot by Wednesday. <laughs> Dang, that's good. <laughs> uh, like being so specific. We're gonna catch it. You know, um, you know, let, let's think about uh, team, let's think about this. We're gonna catch the Bigfoot on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I'm surprised he didn't, wasn't more specific at you know time. We're gonna catch him at eleven thirty two PM in the evening. <laughs> um, but you know, and then this is this is you know what you uh, this is the the stamp of what these people do. Um, the, these people who like to promote themselves, and uh, we've seen that with another guy up in Canada occasionally. Yeah, uh, saying that he's going to do this and do that, or he <clears throat> he's got you know this or that, but um, and, and you know always vague about where he's sending it to. Okay, Oop. I don't know why that just. <laughs> 
disappeared, but it did. So let me, oh, this computer drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, oh, let's pull this up. I love that on the milk carton. That's so. So uh, let's uh, let's pop that one up. So on eight nine August 9th, this is the show where he goes off the rails. Now I've tried to find a copy of that show. Long time ago, I had it on my drive, but of course that computer is long since. Yeah. Um, and coast to coast has since pulled that episode, so they really don't broadcast. They broadcast the other talkers, but they don't broadcast him. So, um, which is kind of disappointing, you know, because mm. um, that was, it wasn't coast to coast fault. Let that, you know, let this guy lie. If somebody will comes on this show and lies and tells untruths. Yeah. I'm going to keep that. Yeah. Um, so, but what he says is a woman stagecoach coach has a wounded or a, a hurt Bigfoot in her barn or whatever, and has got it basically captured. Right. Um, he makes a comment on there. Well, we have scientists looking at it right now or veterinarians looking at it right now. Um, like he's saying this, like he's got, you know, the people looking. Right. He says, we're going to put the webcams in. Now, at the time, he was running a webcam service. Yeah, it was going to be, you know, join the big Searching for Bigfoot team live at Happy Camp, California. Right. Or no, I'm sorry. He wasn't searching for Bigfoot at the time. It was the great American Bigfoot. Uh, company at the time so join gabbro at this time and join mm-hmm. you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home come see us you can watch our expeditions live as they unfold um which will actually be kind of entertaining hearing biscardi yelling at everybody yeah <clears throat> because if anybody has seen not your typical bigfoot movie or the uh uh shooting sasquatch the the morgan matthews film that was you'll great, see biscardi's yeah. true nature what he thinks of people um Kind of funny. Um, uh, but another interesting thing is he gave statistics, gender, height, weight, you know, other stuff. Uh, right. And and this is just a trial run of what happened in 2008. Yeah. Same thing. You know, well, you know, it's this tall, it's blah, blah. You know, this is a carbon copy. Yeah. Um, um, so... Uh, that was how it was advertised during the first hour. Bigfoot presented an update on his team's effort to capture one of the creatures in Northern California, which he says they hope to do now by August 23rd. What happened to Wednesday? Um, and I believe I had listened to that broadcast live, uh, the coast to coast show when he was yep. on. And uh, the best I can remember, the best I can recall is he really was selling it at that time was they had this they had the creature and uh, the next step was to be to install the cameras and then he started talking about the the bill you can you know register for uh your live whatever yeah your live views or whatever uh, on their website join us live as we yeah. come to our yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am a little hoarse from uh, from the concert a bit and from the lecture. <laughs> just my voice, and so, but that also means I can do my creepy voice. <laughs> Join us live. Um, yeah. So, how did that all end up? Well, it, it all got exposed pretty fast because usually when um, 
you have um, that kind of information, it really puts the pressure on people. And uh, as it turned out, uh, on uh, August 23rd, which is kind of funny because that's the date he says they hope to capture one now by. Mm. But on August 23rd, he gets back on Coast to Coast where, you know, George Norrie has been responding or reading the updates and understanding what happened. Yeah. And saw his little apology that he posted on the Gabbro site at that point in time. Again, that was on my old drive. That is long gone as well and in the nether. Um, Unless somebody has it and wants to email me some links or put it in a Dropbox for me and I can get it, that would be awesome. Um, But, uh, you know, what ended up happening was, and this, and we're going to play this uh, video, it's about four minutes long. It's uh, mostly, uh, it's audio basically, but keep an eye on the screen because towards the end we put a little little information on there when, uh, you know, George kind of asked the question, well, we have the answer. So uh, here you go. This is George Norrie grilling Tom Scardi. Tom, let's cut to the chase here if we want to get to these phone calls. Uh, as far as you're concerned, then, right now, there is no Bigfoot, right? I have nothing I have seen from these people. Can I continue the story? No, I don't, I don't really want to get into the rest of the story because we just don't have time for that because, I mean, the, the difference is, is you admit you were duped. There is no Bigfoot. There are no pictures. Uh, and I want to. I want. I just want to move on with uh, with some calls and uh, well, some, some. Let me say questions. this then, George. Okay. The thing about it is, is when we finally got down to Stagecoach, Nevada, when and to meet with this woman, she wouldn't let us in. We found her husband at his job. We converged on his job, and this poor man didn't know anything that was going on. And the whole thing stemmed from the George Norrie show, Coast to Coast. And now he's going into his. She was trying to compete story. with. What we were doing. And you believed her. Yes, I did believe her. Why? Because of it was too much coincidental stuff going on that made sense. Whether she read it in books and just fantasized about this, I have no idea. And in, and in, and in tune, being with Peggy, and Peggy knew her 25 years ago, the credibility, some of the stuff was there. You let somebody interfere with your investigation and, and I think lost so much credibility in doing so. I mean, even Lauren Coleman, who doesn't see eye to eye with you, admits that that area that you selected, Happy Camp, California, is an area that has a lot of Bigfoot sightings. So you picked the right spot. You went out there, you set up your video cameras. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I mean, that's what you told them they were going to get, and that's what they got. I think what has now concerned everybody and where I think your credibility is has been just weakened considerably is the fact that you believed, you said, that you had one in captivity. And whether whether it came from her or not, people looked at you, Tom, as the voice of finding Bigfoot, and I think they feel let down. And you'll find out, I'm sure, when we just go to these random calls. Yes, maybe I was a little premature, but I really believed, okay? I didn't know that so many of your listeners have such incredible uh, imaginations. Oh, no, no, no. Don't turn it around on, on us and coast-to-coast audiences at all. Don't, don't do that, because okay, well, I, mean, then... I will go right at you for that one. Well, George... 
you, you, you came you on you came on this program mm -hmm. you promised that there would be a Bigfoot as uh, I was promised well, that's correct the, you, you your job was to go out with your internet crew and film and videotape a Bigfoot it had nothing to do with somebody else capturing one 1500 miles away from where you were right mm -hmm. you charged people God knows how much money to get that internet site you did not promise them until you went on the air and said you had a Bigfoot. So don't turn it around and say a coast-to-coast -coast listener duped you. Well, call it's it what that's you want. Un that's unacceptable. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's on the tape. And, uh, you know, whoever's been on there, they're looking at it right now, and they'll hear it firsthand from the husband. Are you going to refund people for telling people to sign up for the website Friday when you said you had a Bigfoot in captivity? I'll tell you what, George. I'm, I'm sure, okay, if that's how the feeling was, okay, and that's what they understood, if that's, if that's what they want, um, I'll, sh I'll stand by that. And there you have it. Your thoughts, Chris. I saw you shaking your head. See, oh, I can man. see Chris well, during that. Yeah, it's a good thing that I was muted out there because... <laughs> Uh, dude, I, I remember this show, and it was either listening to it live or a rebroadcast of it, but I think I was listening to this live, and if, Tom, if you're out there, you know yourself, buddy, you was selling it. You were saying things like, we have it, uh, when George Norrie would ask you questions, we have this thing, George, and, you know, it was like, uh, there wasn't no, uh, no doubt about it, you were selling it, that you had it. And uh, the next thing was about the, the webcam, you know, and the pay-per-view thing or the live views, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's, he's, then he tries to switch it around and say, well, if your listeners have that much of an imagination, then no, 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 dude, no, no. No, the listeners were, were, were only expecting what they were sold, you know. We have this thing. We have it. And if yeah. you want to view it, you know, sign, go to the website and sign up. Oh, man. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's... Did it roll out the way Biscardi says it did? Or was this just a whole made-up, contrived thing? We'll never know because he says, well, we got a video of the person that, that it made those statements. I never saw that that video. Remember, he said, "Oh, it's all on tape." We've never seen that that video. <clears throat> so I, you know, or was it just made up to, boom, and then we'll just say, you know, we got duped, and um, you know, it'll increase the, you know, the viewership of this, you know, live stream, which is fifteen dollars yeah. a week or sixty dollars yeah. for ninety days, yeah, and um. You know, basically get two months, you know, by, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but my uh, my issue with the whole thing is we never know if he returned any money to anybody. We we never know that. There is no way of, you know, putting the thumb on that. Right. He said he would, but, you know, we, we've heard people in the past, uh, you know, play expeditions that get right. canceled and. Then they don't return the money and they blame everybody when, oh, yeah, right. I talked to my daughter. That was back in Texas a few years back uh, with uh, Garrett. Um, so, you know, uh, 
was it planned or or it could have been, you know, well, she says this, we'll announce it, we'll make it sound really good, that'll increase, and it doesn't matter if it's real or not, we're going to make money. And that's, <laughs> people forget, this is not, Scardi was never in it to find Bigfoot. He was in it to sell museum to yeah. sell, get money for movies, to get money for um, museums, and to, at this point in time, it was to uh, obviously, you know, get this webcam service so he's making bank every month. So. Yeah. And this was a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, w- I wish, you know, we could get Tom on the show to talk about it because uh, I swear I want to find that. It's, it's got to be out there somewhere. Uh Somebody's got to have a copy of that show. Uh, Don Fuller has a question. Steve, not sure if you're covering this tonight, but Dyer uh, has Dyer asked you to be on his Bigfoot production. He's allegedly been offered. I know nothing of it. <laughs> so that's news to me. I'll start digging in and uh, taking a look I'm at I'm sorry. Later. I would. Uh, if but Rick, do you think? Rick told me that, you know, Rick might have, if he won the lottery or something and, I'd well, never believe it. <laughs> well, I, I look at it kind of this way. Um, it would be, I'm not looking to do any television right now because the state of television is horrible when it comes to paranormal topics, when it comes to cryptid topics, especially. Um, so I'm not looking to do any TV unless it's my own thing here on YouTube or if I do my own thing and some network says, hey, we want to do this with you. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of stipulations and stuff, but no, I'm not going to ever appear on Expedition Bigfoot, nor would I, um, because it's all about credibility, and I'm not going to go someplace where it would, you know, destroy your credibility. Basically. Yeah, I don't blame you, but you know, if somebody, if somebody, if Nat Geo wants to do another special, and this time do it on Sasquatch, you know, yep. I think Steve and, Coles and, needs to step up for that one, you know. Right. <laughs> I would not expect Carmine to show actual evidence no matter what he said. Dang, I knew he was a shyster before I discovered Squatch Detective Radio, which was way back in the day. And true, true. I, I, uh, you know, people ask me all the time, well, why did you accept, uh, you know, go with his team for a year and a half? I wasn't really actually part of the team. I was a contracted uh, forensic guy for them. I was never part of searching for Bigfoot. I wasn't part of their company. Um, and uh, the reason why I did it was, is how are you going to find out? And like I said, got a lot of information about where the money was going, where it was going to, and um, that's 50 large. And I'm not going to revisit that because we talked about yeah. that before. Um, but uh, where has Carmine gone is the question. If you look at the Searching for Bigfoot website now as it exists, um which it's always been searching for Bigfoot since I want to say 2006. Now, mind you, in 2005, uh, towards the end of 2005, and it's kind of funny. Um, let me uh, <coughs> pull up this one um, if I can find it. Oh, um, I don't know where it went. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, we're talking about fourteen ninety five a week and fifty nine ninety five for 
either 90 days. Three, that's in $2,005. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the today, it's probably about, you know, that would be the equivalent of maybe $85. Yeah. In, in 25. Just, to, just throwing those numbers out there without actually any, any real base knowledge of that. But the, the thing is, is by November, they were offering it for fourteen ninety five a month. Mm. <laughs> they were, you know, they were, they were really, um, you know, they had really come down. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that by the end of 2005, Gabro, the great American Bigfoot research organization, which is Biscardi was the CEO and bigwig of, it disbanded and created a huge lawsuit between him and the investors of that particular company. And a lot of times Biscardi would make the excuse for not putting his museums up. Well, I, I got to win the lawsuit to get all, they have all my stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I'm actually missing a slide here. So the next time we, uh, I am missing a slide. Um, I'm missing two slides actually. So I'm going to just pardon me. I'm just going to, um, Shoot, 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 shoot. Um, uh, how many, do you know offhand how many museums that uh, Searching for Bigfoot opened up, Steve? Boing, zero. None. None. None, but he took in almost half a million dollars, I think, in 2006. The, it, was, it was something like $410,000 to open up museums. He received investment money to do that for the purposes of museums, took another twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in to make films. That was just between the period of 26, 2006 and 2008, um, not inclusive wow. of 2008. So yeah. I, that's year 2006 and 2007. By 2008, I was done uh, in April. And uh, so, again, I got to remind, I can't emphasize that his game was never to find Bigfoot. His game isn't Bigfoot. He could give any he couldn't care less about finding a bigfoot or capturing a bigfoot or any of that nonsense he knows what he was doing he was trying to monetize those museums trying to make films and that's what he was doing um nothing more nothing less now what has happened more recently um was uh obviously we all know that uh he created a company called Bigfoot Project Investments and took it to the SEC, went to the stock market, um, <laughs> went to the stock market with ticket BFGT. Um, 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 there's what I'm looking at, BGFT. Okay. Um, and he, he takes that to BGFT. He claims in the in the filing that they have bought searching for Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. this is a good shell game. Opens up these stocks. For some reason, gets ridiculously valued. Remember the 109-inch skeleton again, as it showed by his business plan in 2007 that he came out with that I had gotten from actually Rick Dyer. Um, he turns around and... Um, states in this SEC filing that part of their inventory is this 109 inch skeleton. 
And I remember mm. the big hubbub that you shouldn't have disturbed that. That was a burial site. That could have been a right. American. And he said, oh, we, we didn't take it. We only took a few, few artifacts from it. Uh, but why is, why are you saying it's in your inventory? Right. Yeah. You know, amongst the, the hand of unknown origin, <coughs> the bear paw. The bear, um, yeah. <laughs> bear paw. Uh, you know, and, and other stuff, the cast and stuff. And that's what he was creating this overinflated value of all this stuff. And that's the reason why their company was, you know, ridiculously inflated, inflated value at. Um, so from what I understand, <clears throat> in 2019, uh, Bigfoot Project Investments, after doing miserable, because you would look, you can look at that stuff at any time you want on uh, Edgar Online or just search BGFT uh, SEC, and you can find yeah. all their, their balance sheets and their yearly yeah. reports from when they started this, and they never had very much money um, uh, never much money in um, in on hand, no cash on hand, and their debt kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. right. And their debt was to the investors. Yeah, you know, because after a while, you, you know, uh, you lost your CFO because he was indicted and convicted of a Ponzi scheme. Now you had to have a new CFO, and now the way of doing business has got to change. And yeah. uh, so they create this foul thing and the funny thing is is i specifically spoke with i i helped the wall street journal reporter talk about this and i said this is what you want to look at and she actually called me back and confirmed that the that the, that they actually had received searching for bigfoot no uh, not bigfoot project investments had received money at one time from cedar mortgage which was this convicted uh cfo's business oh. <laughs> so he received money directly for, uh, so the That's ponzi scheme there, that yeah. he was running was helping funding uh searching for bigfoot which Ooh. also in turn as i said they were paying investors off um yeah you know and i, I know names <laughs> i do yeah. know names i won't say them publicly i'm not going to dock somebody but uh i i know at least of two who were paid off of what they invested in uh because they were causing problems or well, back, you know, when you and I were looking at this, uh, at the stocks, uh, here a while back for mm -hmm. reasons, they, uh, look like to me, their company, they, they run it on a credit card or something. Cause they never make anything. Yeah. It's always in the hole, in the hole, in the hole. Well, when you have people giving you money all the time and you owe them that money back, plus, you know, interest and all that stuff that right. just builds and builds and builds and builds. And if you're not making that kind of money, you go in red a little bit further and right. further. I know a lot of exciting Bigfoot stuff. Tonight. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyhow, uh, so that's, that's the, now what I have learned is a couple of things. <laughs> um, and this is the latest news I got is that, you know, the Lord Global Corporation is the company that bought Bigfoot Project Investments. Yeah. So I actually just saw this. It says the CEO, um, uh, the CEO, this is a statement from the CEO. His name is uh, Joseph Frontier. And he basically said, as CEO of Lord Global Corporation, I'd like to clarify the history of the company. While we wait, find approval to officially be 27 Health Holdings Corporation, 
we are still known as Lord Global Corporation in the stock market. Our symbol will remain LRDG, even after the name change is approved. In January, that would be January of 2020, we invested in a publicly traded company named Bigfoot Projects Incorporated, or investments, rather. It shouldn't say Bigfoot Projects, you know, being sold as BGFT. Simultaneously with this investment, we took control of the board of directors and sold 81% of the prior company's business to the company's former CEO, Tom Biscardi. The company has no operational connection nor association with the former CEO or any of its board members. So basically, but something isn't right in Denmark because in October of 2020, this is still going on in court, Mm. Mr. Carmine Biscardi and his attorney, well, and obviously not in this case, he's probably acting as the attorney, but he, you know, Dennis Kazabuski, well, for some reason, there's a lawsuit with the whole board of directors of Lord Global Corporation. Hmm. So, you know, a typical, you know. So basically, it looks like to me they got, uh, you know, taken over. And then with the takeover, they sold everything but 19% of the stuff back to them, uh, which probably means all the crap he had in the buckets and all the, the, the yeah. gear and all that stuff. And the only thing I think went to Lord Global was maybe the movie rights. But yet oh. they're still selling the movies online. So not sure what what went where, uh, but I have a feeling that lawsuit is part of it. Hmm. So um well with business too, you know, they have a if you get the 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 savvy guys that's you know, the really good crooks. <laughs> that make a lot of money in business you know having a good team of attorneys is just second nature well you know you push push a certain thing and then when you get caught you you, you push back with a team of attorneys and lawsuits and you well the, the funny thing is is that years ago back in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, i got a threat in fact it's on my blog <laughs> i got a threat from dennis kazabuski trying to say well you have mr biscardi consorting with a lot of nefarious people, you know, and that was direct reference to David Nielsen. And I was like, you know what, you you know, you know, basically remove what you've written about Tom Biscardi or, you know, face the consequences. And I basically told them, well, you know, if we face the consequences, my first witness will be Tom Biscardi. (laughs) (laughs) When I say I can back up. Um, and, uh, so, well, I'll have to go to the board of directors to that. Well, you do that, you know, trying to be insulting. Well, needless to say, never heard from them again. And yeah. he tried sending me, well, you signed an NDA. And I also made the, the reference that that NDA had to do with an expedition. And where do you see me talking about that expedition? You do not. Yeah. You know, and furthermore, and that expedition was like eight, nine years ago. It falls without. Yeah, I don't I don't like people to threaten me, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. If somebody says they're going to sue me, I'm going to say, "Well, okay, go ahead. We'll do." You ever? You know what the word "counter sue" means? <laughs> I want to sue you because you're suing me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would. I, I would just. Uh, I, I would. You know, love. It. I mean, it's 2015. Come on. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's. You know, objecting, Your Honor. 
and here we all come back to goes to the plan uh, goes to the witness's credibility your honor <laughs> <laughs> that's all uh, all i have to say you, you, this man's oh, coming yeah. up here saying a bunch of things and we're going to clarify that yeah oh man you know <clears throat> and plus you bring it into court that gives me the subpoena power to get all the financials from Cedar Mortgage and from Searching for Bigfoot Incorporated, where the receivables were, and I would just decimate them. <laughs> so it, you know, it mattered not. Well, so, you know, Tom has been quiet the past few years. It's, he's been right. kind of like on the down low. So, mm-hmm. well, they've tried a few things with uh, TJ, his son, leading the expedition. Which, yeah, you know, you know how I feel feel about that. Um, you know, uh, I thought he was an okay guy, but to get back in bed after what his father did to him in 2008. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I thought a lot of TJ and, uh, but you know, it's your dad. What are you going to do? Yeah. No, no. I, uh, Hey, OT is in the house. OT. Welcome. And Michael. Michael Haywood's also in the house too. Hey, Mike, good to see you, bud. Um, but yeah, it, it's very, very discouraging uh, to think that that goes on. But let's face it: um, in looking at their latest push, they tried a YouTube push that didn't work out too well for them. They're still trying to push these movies. There was yeah. uh, something on their website talking about, oh, now big, you know, Tom Biscardi's going to take on the paranormal as well, and all this other hmm. stuff. And here we are six months later, nothing, you know, no, no trailers, no nothing, no words. Uh, it's pretty much a, uh, it looks like a, um, a ghost ship. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking he was pretty much done. Uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking. Or the business is done. Right. The other, um, the other, uh, inter- thing of interest I find is that they're still up there for a while. They were uploading their old radio shows to blog talk to make it look like almost that they were still doing the radio shows. Oh, and they were old, man. They were some of our old, you know, and it's kind of funny because we know Alex Hearn had a break with them many, many years ago. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they haven't uploaded a show in, in a couple of months either. Um, but they did for a long time. They were bringing over all these shows that were old repeats. Um, yeah. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, you know, on the next show, Alex Hearn guest hosts. And I'm like, Alex Hearn is not guest hosting that show. <laughs> um, oh, <not> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, you know, really, uh, they, you know, he's MIA. And, you know, I don't wish anybody bad harm or anything like that. I hope he's not sick. I hope he's not unwell. Um, I just hope he stays out of the business. Because, you know, uh, we've called bullshit for the last how many years? Oh, since 2005. Well, since 2005, <laughs> 2008. And I, I ripped them one in 2005, and that's, you know, how I got, you know, because he was trying to. Well, you know, I, I could, uh, at one point, I could give him the benefit of the doubt that he was working on what they told him uh, from the stagecoach, uh, Nevada, that, that, that deal. But, you know, the problem is, is he's got this whole show when he's on uh, coast to coast and he's telling everybody, you know, we have this thing, we have it captured, you know, 
Um, but I've got to find that episode. I've got to find that episode because it was like really roping people in to like uh, to get them to go to the pay per view thing. Yeah, and I I looked for that episode everywhere. It's got to be somewhere on the internet. It's got to gotta be. be somewhere. Um, it's got to be, yeah. Um, but it was the like I said, it was the show of the date. That I had said, I can send you the date if you want to take a dig for it. Yeah, I'm going to um, dig. <laughs> um, I got the date from here, I think, uh, yep. on the on the show tonight, some of the stuff you posted up. So I'm um, going to do a little digging, too. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just really, really strange and bizarre that, you know, all of a sudden they've gone quiet. And, you know, it's probably... I mean, listen, Desgardia's got to be how old and tipping 70 now? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. Um, don't know. I would think so, yeah. You know, God knows if I'm going to be still running like I am at 70. <laughs> you know, I'm not running like I, I'm not running now like I was 30, you know. So, um, oh, yeah. it happens. We slow down as we get older a little bit, or we? tend to point more and have the younger people do those things. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, let's do a little quick uh, piece in, you know, we did get a, a, a chance. Wink, wink, nod, nod <laughs> to interview Biscardi. Wink, wink, oh. nod, nod. So here we go. You want to see this, Chris? Yeah. Let's, let's there is my on. interview. There it is. Hey, good morning, Tom. I'm so glad that, uh, you know, you answered my email so we could do this quick couple of minute interview with you. Thanks for being on board. Steve, good morning. Boy, I'll tell you, I loved your email. You know, over the last few years, I have been really tough on no, you, Tom. But, you know, I speak only the truth, so I hope you can understand that. I, I really respect you. Hey, hey, enough about me. I want to just ask you one question and one question only. What was the first thing you asked Rick Dyer back in 2008? Write me a check, but make sure it's in big digits and a lot of zeros, and I'll get you more recognition than you really deserve. I know you consider yourself somewhat of a print expert when it comes to Bigfoot. What's it going to take so that you come up and take a look at these prints? Prints like these, matching female, mid-torsal break, Dermal ridges, alpha male, okay? When you can get prints like this, call me. And I know one of the most misidentified print out there is the Sasquatch versus bear print. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Their front pores intertwine with their rear pores because they're not smart enough to make them separate. Well, okay, Tom. Well, it was great talking to you. Have a yourself a wonderful day. Have a great day. <laughs> Somebody asked if that's Joan's feet. Now, I will say this. Joan is a very nice lady, so uh, we're not going to pick the, on Joan. We're talking about the, the Sasquatch uh, skin textures or, or what? Uh, the front 
front pores. Is... Talking about the bears, the front pores and the back pores, but they're not smart enough. What? They're not smart enough to keep their... What? Dude, I'm from Kentucky. When somebody says something about front pores, we're, we're going to be thinking, what the heck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, oh, Jay Fritz just snuck into the room. <laughs> hey, Jay. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, that actually was a chop up from the video that he responded uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and Frank Smith came into the room as well. Another. Hey, Frank. And, um, but for whatever reason, um, uh, you know, some people sent him some pictures of Bigfoot, what they believed are Bigfoot tracks, and he put out such a condescending video, and that was part yeah. of that. So I just yeah. cut it up and uh, slapped him around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was from several years ago, so it well, wasn't was anything funny, recent. Steve. I, I thought you did a good job on that. That was fun. I got a kick out of it. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else did, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I don't recall this, but, you know, many, many years ago, and I got to say this, many years ago, it was because of my little secret mission there that I had actually met Chris Bennett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think Biscardi ever came to your property, though. Uh, it, was just, it was just no, a team, wasn't uh-uh. it? No, it wasn't Tom. Yeah. Of course not, because he couldn't get any media there. The only time Tom yeah. ever showed up on scene, if media was there, you know, and if he, if Java Bob could get reporters to come out, oh, yeah, we'll come out Tuesday, Tom would be on the next flight to show up, because what he would do is he would get these videos, right? Yeah. And um, he would take all these media videos that he would he would get, and he would send his team all over trying to get, the, obviously, the media involved. Um, And he would show these to potential investors. Look, we've been on the news. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at us. Look at us. Yeah. And that was part of his selling point. You know, that was his whole selling point of trying to get investors. That's the reason why that was done. So more people yeah. could invest into the company to put out these very low selling videos, which they had to have known that it was not going to be huge sellers. I mean, <clears throat> Um, I mean, this is the days before Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix really being a streaming service. These were the days where Netflix was the mail-in service. You know, okay, I mail back my DVDs and order a couple more and stuff like that. Back back then in 2007, I did did order the, I think it was the Bigfoot Lives DVD, Mm -hmm. and you had to get it right from his website. Yep. And uh, they, they mailed it out to you. Directly, it was there was no go between anywhere at that time. And and I will say this, I I will say this. There was, it wasn't like you were going to order a video and not get it. They were mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. and upfront with that. So yeah. you know they they did deliver on the product they 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 sold you, and they always would, um, because <clears throat> that would get them in a lot of trouble, and and obviously they would lose the source of income, eventually. Right. So. Um, but that the real backwaters thing, the, the the behind the scenes thing was always the museums trying to make deals and smooth talking people for museums and then get these local people to invest in him so right. he can put a museum in their backyard, which never 
ever seems to have, you know, formulated. And, you know, he would say to me and other people, well, I, you know, I got to win my lawsuit with Gabbro to get my stuff back. Then why are you planning out two, two museums? Not just one, but two. You want to fill yeah. up two museums. <clears throat> you know, the only one that ever put floor plans out there was Bill Letney did that for free. And what did Biscardi do with that? He would use that as a selling point. Look, we have these floor plans here. You know, war, here, yeah. you know. Well, uh, you know, on the, the Bigfoot museums, I mean, Lauren Coleman has really stepped up on those. He's got uh, uh, another big one he's, he's doing now. Well, there's another. And, of course, there's Cliff Barrickman's museum. Yeah, Cliff's Mike, got Mike, one. Mike Ruggs Museum. Yeah, Mike. And uh, there's another one in Georgia, too, now. So, um, <laughs> I don't know about Dave. I don't know about Dave Shilly Skunk Ape Museum. But... Um, I don't know. You know the man. That's something I thought about having one uh, around here in this local area, uh, a, a Bigfoot museum, you know, but I don't know. Uh, I looked into some of the stuff. It, it probably cost me more to uh, to get the stuff together than what the building would cost, I would guess. <laughs> Grasshopper. Grasshopper's in the house. Yeah, man. Good to see you. But uh, we are. We, <laughs> hey, and, and just so also uh, a bit of good news. Um mm. Last summer, we had to take a break because of my inventory schedules. Remember that, Chris? Yeah. Uh, Because a lot of the inventories were done on Sundays. Right. This year, we have zero inventories done on Sundays. Oh, good. So there'll be no break for the show this year. We're going to just keep on trucking. (laughs) But that's that's the good news. Yeah. Um, Oh, Mick. I uh, Mick, 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 Mick. So, um, uh, yeah. that was the chair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. That's the chair. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, um, anyhow, when are we going next? Donald Where do we go next? a cool little uh, museum in Nebraska. Yep. Or a cool little one in Nebraska. Well, that would be nice. Well, you know, I would love to have one, but you know, the thing is that I wouldn't want to be, have to be in there, you know, and run it every day. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't mind talking about Bigfoot. I love Bigfoot. Okay. But you know, I I don't want to get up at 7am and, and, and work it till 7pm, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of retired now, but, uh, well, you know, here's the the thing with the Bigfoot museum and this is my thoughts on it and my thoughts on it only is while I appreciate them, to me, they would have to have a lot of bonafide stuff in them. Now, Cliff Barrickman has an incredible collection of casts because he's collected them all over the United States. People have sent some in. He's made copies of them so he can put them in his museum and stuff like that. Plus, he's, you know, been all over the the world, really, um, doing this and collecting items. You know, what am I going to put in a museum? You know, a couple of casts, a few casts. You know, you would just have to start mongering all this this stuff. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, frankly, I have my own little museum in my house, but it's more collectibles than anything else. Right. Um, you know, I have a lot of media stuff that I have collected over the years. Um, 
you know, a lot of interviews, a lot of raw video of alleged encounters, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, audio of interviews, uh, but you know, not enough to say, Hey, let's do a museum. And, you know, you know, to me, I don't know if I'd have the skill to do that without coming off really tacky, you know? So, uh, yeah, well, you know, I think to me, what a museum would be, or what I would expect is to have a, 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 a documented sighting in there and uh, have the information on that. And then maybe have some copies of the casts that were taken from the trackway of that documented <laughs> sighting and some photos and stuff, you know, whatever they had and uh, just do it like, you know, okay, is this, this is the uh, Patterson Gimlin, you know, film clip. This is a cast that was made and, and next go to the, you know, I don't know the next one, the, uh, Onion Mountain or Blue Mountain tracks or something. I, I mean, I suppose you could make a. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you you could make the case for putting like a classics section up, right? Where yeah. the picture Osman, the recounting of his tale, and maybe maybe even some some audio of it. Somebody you know get somebody really professional to narrate the Osman story. Yeah. Yes, Trevor Albert Osman in the middle of the yeah, and, and do it that way. Or um, if we could get somebody to make a, a movie of the Albert Austin story, you know, somebody. Now please. we're going off the rails and too expensive. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hey, I, uh, I would, I would, I would I, almost open up a museum if they would have a, a Albert Austin video. <laughs> but, but I would, I would, I would leave a, a whole section open to like science type of stuff, you know, D, yeah. you know, DNA and you know the future of research, DNA and you know, explaining eDNA and then rolling into primate behavior and maybe some, some videos of primates acting very interesting. Um, and it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have to be just, uh, no, no, we're not only. making a museum. We're talking about what we would do if we were, um, yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't have to be all only Bigfoot stuff. Only you could do like cryptids, you know, the cryptid, cryptid, the uh, cryptozoology museum. Yeah. But you know, most cryptids are cryptids. Yeah, I know. But you know, that, at least that's the way I feel. I mean, for me, I don't know. I, you know, and I, I, I will be the first one to go on record to say, a dog man. I would want you know those those I, back feet just don't sustain it, weight. In my museum, I, I my would view. want a a a, a, a section with a lock, the Loch Ness monster in there, so I could show a Nat Geo video, and then have Steve calls to answer questions at the, <laughs> no. during the tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Here's the, let me push that button for Steve on this one. Well, you know. <laughs> hey, Steve, could you come? Somebody got some Uh-oh. questions. <laughs> Look what's going on in chat. We have an auction going on in chat. Here we are. Here we are. Are you ready for the announcer's voice to do it? New from the Franklin Mint, the wood booger figurine. Yes, with a one of a kind type of product here. Just for just five payments of $49.99, it can be yours. But wait. If you order now, within the next 30 minutes, we'll knock one of those payments off. (laughs) And Grasshopper said, sold. Sold. (laughs) Oh, you guys are killing me. (laughs) Uh, But, um. (laughs) Oh, the Franklin Mint, yeah. Oh, you know what we ought to do, Chris? We ought to have a, a... a fun, uh, a fun auction one night, and uh, you know, hang on, keep, keep the audience 
talk about something for one quick second. I don't care what it is. Watch that. Just, I'll be right back. Okay. Well, OT says, you all heard about the crocodiles that put a stick or a branch on their nose to catch birds. <laughs> I have not OT. I don't know. That seems like a thing, though. That was, you know, animals do funny things to, to, to catch. Like there's this one, uh, the angler fish. Uh, you got like a, a long tongue sticks out and, or something and wiggles it around and catches a fish. When a fish comes by to check it out, they, wow, got him. <laughs> how, about, oh, how about the phony auction number four? Phony, phony mm. auction number one. All right, we ready? Phony auction number one. We have here a bookmark. This bookmark here, this bookmark with the Roger Patterson Sasquatch on it. Yes, that was actually a bookmark in Tom Biscardi's only read book, How to Bullshit Without the Bullshitter Knowing You're Bullshitting. Yes, that's right. It was in his own autograph copied book. So this is going up for sale. Mm. Any buyers? Okay, yes, I see a man with the rash. Yes, we'll solve that. <laughs> Next, we have this wonderful Bigfoot Research Project Kentucky hat <laughs> worn by the only, <coughs> the one and only Flash yeah. Tech. No. <laughs> well, we got to have a little fun here once in a while. <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to go. Another 15 minutes or so tonight, Chris. Okay, man. Here's a... Because I know a, my voice a is... Crayon, a crayon written note from Bigfoot. Oh, I remember that. I is See Bigfoot. I is Bigfoot. I remember yes. that. <laughs> Grasshopper said, tree fitty. It's guaranteed authentic <clears throat> paper. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, here we Rector. go. Watch these DVD. You guys can look up Bigfoot sightings in southern Illinois in the past couple of months. Apparently, there's a radio show that they talk about it on their news. Oh, very interesting. We'll have to wow. start looking at that. Um, yeah, we, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we want to wish everybody a happy holiday weekend, too. Yeah. Get to that. I forgot about that. <coughs> Which means I still don't have one day off. Usually, I'm off Mondays. Hey, guess what? I'm going to be off Tuesday as well. So I got a couple of days off. Um, but, I don't um, see anything. Um, well, I'm sure uh, we can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do some research on it yep. and uh, see what's going on. And if there's a show, I'll listen to some of them if I, if I can get the time. Hey, Chris. Yeah, babe. You know we can't do a Biscardi show without doing this next. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. Are you Bigfooters thirsty out there? Well, I suggest to get a delicious, refreshing Snapple. Yes, even the most famous Bigfoot rushed to the store to get themselves their favorite beverage, a delicious peach Snapple. No need to be cranky when you can just ask just it, your loved one right for a delicious beverage. Got it? Don't give me a Snapple. And don't be in such a hurry. There's plenty at the store. 
Diet Peach Snapple. Try delicious peach Snapple. Yo, get me a Snapple. We just had to spend the, the you know fifty seconds of doing that. Uh, I love that. That's so good. The flips and giggles. Yeah. Um, and of course the, the chat room was going crazy. Oh yes, Snapple. <laughs> People Diet are still talking peach. to the bookmark. <laughs> Diet Peach Snapple. Hey, welcome, Jen. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Fifty cents and pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> yes, and now we're look, look there. They, you guys want me to start auctioning? Yeah, yes. Right now we have Rick Dyer's five DVD set, five DVD set on how to be a shyster car salesman. Yes, that's right. We'll, you know, we'll sell a three-wheeled car to somebody that needs six wheels any day of the week. Here, ten payments of ninety-nine ninety-nine. But guess what? If you act within the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> We're going to add a payment and make it 11 payments of ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the Bigfoot Museum stuff, though. You know. Yeah, just have Steve do it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. Steve, you want to work a museum, dude? Because we got, I live in uh, Cave City, Kentucky, which is a mammoth cave region. And it's kind of like a tourist area. In the summertime, it's always loaded with tourists. Oh, yeah, around. yeah, you do. Because everybody comes down to go see the mammoth cave, you know. I mean, to me, it's just a big hole in the ground. And yeah, I've been there. <laughs> but it's, it's not like, uh, you know, I want to go over there and hang out all the time. Cause it's just right down the road. Right. But, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, when I was in the air force, there was this guy named uh, Knapp and he lived up in South Dakota, right next to Mount Rushmore. And I said, Oh, wow, man, I bet you must go over there all the time. He's like, no, nah. when I was a kid, you know, I think we took a school trip up there one day and that was it. <laughs> You don't go up there and sit. No, no, I saw it when I was a kid. You know, no big deal. And uh, he said, "Well, you li- you live next to Mammoth Cave." I said, "Yeah." He said, "You must go to Mammoth Cave all the time." I said, "No." Well, when I was a kid, we took a school trip <laughs> well, around Mammoth Cave. That's about it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, in my area, we have something called How Caverns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been to it probably three times. The last time, uh, actually, when I was working as a group home counselor. <laughs> yeah. We took the kids to the house caverns. That was the last time I was in there. But, I, you know, it's like, it's a cave. I've been in yeah. there. Okay. Well, I, I cool. go to the park all the time. But, you know, actually physically go in the cave, you know, a couple times. You know, I don't know. But I, I will say this, <clears throat> and this is something a lot of people don't know, is that because I live in New York, Mm-hmm. Uh, I am uh, a big Rev War buff because uh, I live in Saratoga County. And as you know, the turning point of the American Revolution was Saratoga. the Battle of Saratoga. <laughs> and I, you know, I haven't been there in a few years, but I, I used to go pretty regularly. I know so much about the local Rev War history. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, history is something that has always interested me and uh, I enjoy it. 
Yeah. Um, on my TV, you very rarely see me watching something that is non-documentary or non, you know, historical or, um, yeah, I like my crime shows because that's my background. Um, and, um, tend to go for the educational stuff. I go for the educational stuff. I'm always trying to expand my horizons and learn more. And even today I learned a lot about the Mexican American war. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that was very, very fascinating. I did not realize that we had actually captured Mexico city. And, you know, it's like, I never knew that. Um, it was just one of those little obscure wars I never paid much attention to. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, be damned. You know, a lot of people don't know. 1812, the Battle of New Orleans was actually fought after the surrender or the armistice between England and yeah. uh, the United States. So, um, you know, uh, World War II, uh, another great fascination of mine uh, because my father uh, served in Patton's Third Army. Yeah. So, you know, and he was a sergeant. He was a mess sergeant, too. He could speak fluent German. That's probably one of the reasons. And he was married. So that was probably one of the reasons why they made yeah. him a mess sergeant, because he knew how to cook. And he could speak German because a lot of the cook staff were POWs. Oh. So so he could order them around in German without <laughs> any, uh, because my grandparents uh, were from Germany. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my grandfather came over here in 1898 and was, here's another little piece of Steve mm. trivia. My grandfather owned a bakery in New York City. He was a baker. Oh, cool. So that's why I have a very fine, fine affinity and uh, atrocity sometimes towards, you know, certain baked goods. Yeah. I get a bad baked good, it usually ends up in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, you know, it's around here, if you get something, a bad baked good, it's, you know, just go ahead and eat it because it's all you're going to get. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's very, it's been a very uh, interesting uh, life I've lived. And, uh, you know, that's all. A lot of it is thanks to being involved in this Bigfoot mystery. I mean, I can't, yeah. I, I can't not say I, I have seen the sights of this country from the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I've been in the forests of Oregon. I have been uh, through Washington State. I have been through Florida and Louisiana and Texas and yeah. Arizona and New Mexico and all those fun places. Um. You know, and um, I've had a taste of food from each of the areas of the country. Um, California, I don't really remember too much, to tell you the truth, about the food. Uh, yeah, except, well. well, except In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're lucky to live in the United States. Uh, because no matter what state you live in, whoever's listening, wherever you are, you're lucky <laughs> because any state in the United States would be fine with me to live in there. There, every one of them's got something beautiful about it. It doesn't matter where you are. Every and, state has got something. And, beautiful. And, I, and I can't be remiss uh, without, and not to be a downer. Now I, I can't be remiss to, to give out my prayers to anybody in Texas that was affected yeah. by that horrible shooting uh, yeah. last week. Um, and uh, you know, it, it 
the interesting, uh, not interesting, but the very coincidental thing was, as I was driving out to the Sasquatch Triangle Conference, I have mm-hmm. to drive through Buff. I have to drive past Buffalo, New York, and um, there was that shooting in the supermarket. Mm. Uh, Ten people killed because of the color of their skin. Mm. Um, and the strange thing is, you don't know, realize how close you are. But I was within eight miles of that as it was going on. Oh, wow. Driving by on the through. Yeah. So it's, it's like uh, I, I, you know, we're, I was listening to some some podcasts and some streaming stuff. And then I get to the hotel. Um, wonderful place David put me in it, too. It's not, not a, mo- a motel, but a wonderful yeah. place. Um and I, I got my phone out. I looked at the news and I'm like, what? And then for this to happen again last week, just yeah. you got to do something. I'm not sure what it is, but we got to do something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, the thing that happened at the school, that was the result of a car chase, end of a car chase. Yeah. Was just, the guy ran inside the school. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. But on the on the uh, and then and then let's not forget we lost a, a good actor this week at a very young age Ray Liotta um, from the Goodfellas. Ray, Ray Liotta, you didn't know Ray Liotta? No, died. I didn't know this. Sixty-seven. He was in the Dominican Republic. Died in his sleep. Oh a few days man! Ago too. Yep. No, I didn't know this. Yep. Dang it! Well, I hate that. Yep. <clears throat> so, so I mean, you know, we all got to go. When you got to go, you got to go. We all got to go sometime. Yep. But you know, it's just kind of shocking because. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But. Uh, but anyway. You know, let's King Kong also, and Godzilla destroy the Teletubbies. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. I would give like, it a watch. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Steve. Let's talk about some positive stuff, though. Yes. But before Did you we watch do, the I, new uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Hang on. Before we get into that, I just do want to say. Yeah. I also want to say a great thanks. Uh, even though, well, maybe they can hear me. To all those who've given their lives, to the families of soldiers who've given their lives for this country. That's yeah. what the true meaning of Memorial Day is. That's right. Uh, let's remember that too. So, if you see a military family that's lost a loved one in a conflict or maybe even not in a conflict. Maybe they were in a training accident. Yeah. Um, let's remember them and thank them and uh, show them a little love, but the new Obi-Wan, I have seen it. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I've watched the first two episodes. <laughs> what, what'd you think? I like it. I really do. I, I do like too. it. And they've got the, the real guy, you know, the, Yep. Not some. Uh, they get the real everybody. Hmm. They get yeah, the real yeah, everybody. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much for those right. who haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, I don't want yeah, to put I mean, a spoiler uh, out there. Maybe in a couple of weeks we can put a spoiler out. On a, you know, we can say some spoilers on episodes one and two. Well, you know, I, it was kind of shocking. I was been waiting for it, and I've been checking on the the, the Disney, you know, uh, app. Like, okay, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? Then all of a sudden. 
boom, there it is. Two episodes. Like, what? Did I miss one last week or did they release no. two at once what, or what? What, what happened was, because um, I'm up on all of this. Okay. I, all right. So if anybody didn't know, I'm a Star Wars geek. Love, you know. <laughs> hey, I was, I can remember in 1977, Fox Movie Theaters in Colony, New York, my mother took me to see the original Star Wars. So I oh. saw the original Star Wars. Great. Man. I don't know how many years ago now? What? Because yeah. as you get older, you tend to forget addition and subtraction um great memory though yeah huh that's a great memory yeah yeah. so me and my mom went and uh, i remember right she gave me the she got me the souvenir book and all that stuff really cool stuff i was 77 i would have been eight years old so it was really a cool cool time so yeah boom that that hooked on me and sci-fi from that point on was ingrained in me oh yeah um just because it's a genre i like um, but they originally, they were supposed to release Obi-Wan Kenobi on the 25th. Mm-hmm. They had to push it up two days and decided that because they had to push it up a couple of days, they were going to release two episodes instead of one. Okay. So, yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. You know, I was like, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden, just the other day, it's like, boom, two episodes. I'm like, what? Did I miss this last week or what? <laughs> oh, what another 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 interesting show I'm watching is on Paramount Plus. Yes, it's Star Trek. I know. No, <laughs> no, no. no I, I I've watched Picard. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I have not gotten into the new Star Trek, but the what I'm watching is The Offer, which is a, a series, a limited run series about the making of The Godfather. Oh. Very fascinating movie. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of intrigue. It's really good. So if you haven't seen The Offer, uh, it's about the making of The Godfather, watch it. I'm going to have to check that out, yeah. Phenomenal. I have been watching the Star Trek Strange New Worlds. How is that? It's pretty good. It is. It's pretty good. Now, this this last episode was kind of... Mediocre, but you know, the 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 first uh, episode or two is pretty good. Well, you know, even with the original series, you had a couple episodes that were like mediocre. Yeah, like, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. They're not all going to knock it out of the park, you know? right? Right. Uh, that was that was kind of a letdown. But oh, next week there's Klingons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's always the interesting, or the Romulans, or you yeah. Know, that. I, I like the ones that are doing like the remakes of stuff. The the, the the storyline in, into the future, like with the Picard. I like that. And I got to say, you Picard know, I'm not really, really good. yeah, I'm not really an emotional guy, but on the ending of the, this last Picard, I yes. did have a little tear. I, I'm sorry. Yes. I did. Yes. I, I won't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say why, because I don't want to know spoilers, right. Right. but uh, yes, I did have a little tear and uh, it was very good. Uh, if, if you're a Star Trek fan, I would recommend it highly. It's good stuff. Yeah. What else am I watching? Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You may not, <clears throat> you may not enjoy this type of program, but I did because like I said, I like historical stuff Yeah. and I like some of the series they're doing about, you know, the history stuff. So yeah. I, on Paramount plus I did watch, I did watch the, uh, the, the thing about the tiger King. 
Yeah, yeah. that was interesting because I, I watched the original. You know, COVID, we had nothing to do, uh, so I want right. to watch this thing. <laughs> so now they had this, you know, limited run series about that. That was pretty pretty fascinating. Um, it was pretty fair down the line to both sides. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then uh, you know, my feeling at the end of that is like, I feel sorry for everybody involved in the whole thing. Yeah, everybody. Um, but the show I'm, <laughs> I, I watched was um, another one. Me too, I'm, Michael. <laughs> um, the show I watched on HBO Max is Julia. And it was a, it's a, another series about Julia Child and her rise as the, the cook on the French chef on right. the show. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating stuff on how yeah. she rose from just being a housewife to, you know, the housewife of an, a former ambassador to, yeah. you know, this, this cooking mold. Oh, 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 that, that, uh, that Julie and Julia. Is that it? Or is it a Julia? Sh- uh, it's just, I think it's just Julia. Okay. A series. Yes. It's a series. Okay. Okay. HBO max. Very, that was very interesting okay. stuff. It's, uh, yes. you know, it has a lot of ups and downs, makes you laugh, but it, it's more of a feel good type of show. Yeah. Which I, I kind of, you know, every once in a while you got to, you know, I don't want the action. You just well, want this nice feel good intrigue type of, you know, I'm going to have to watch, going to have to watch that because, you know, Julia child has some little secrets that nobody knew until you know later in life yeah. that she actually was a spy at one point well she she was not let, let let's clarify that she was not a oh, spy okay yeah yeah in yeah. the field but she did work for the oss knew a lot of secrets was yeah. very meticulous and you know and, and another thing too she is six foot two yeah yeah they're very tall yeah so, but I mean, um, they could have played some basketball in that family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, chat room. What's first? Like, what's one of one of your favorite movies from the chat, chat room? Yeah. Well, to you too, chat room. What's what's one of your favorite movies? <laughs> How about you, Chris? You got a favorite movie? Oh man, I I just don't know. Uh, over the last. Uh, let's say since uh, we've been locked down, <laughs> I would have to say it was the uh, the Tomorrow War, uh, the Amazon movie, The Tomorrow War. I had big hopes for stuff like uh, King Kong and versus Godzilla, the remake, but you know, pfft, no, <laughs> it wasn't that good. But uh, I, I did like the uh, the Tomorrow War. I thought that was a, a really good effort. Oh, we got a Shawshank Redemption. We got Tron. Oh. <laughs> There's a sci-fi fan for you. Those are good ones. Yeah, yeah. I love science fiction. I do. You know, me, uh, God, I I want to say really a toss-up. Um, I really enjoyed Zero Dark Thirty. I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, fascinating film. Um, <laughs> Don Fuller says, Rick Dyers. <laughs> Love you, Don. 
Uh, <laughs> Michael Haywood says The Searchers. There's a good movie. Well, you got to admit, Morgan Matthews. Slackmate. Hey, welcome, Slackmate. Good to see you here in chat. Driving, driving Miss Daisy. Miss, driving Miss Daisy. Great film. Wow. Yes. So many good movies. That's a, those are like a, those are classics, though. Come on, man. You know, this. You know what? I got to say, I love both Godfather movies. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch a classic in a heartbeat. Matter of fact, just the other day, I watched the 1953 version of War of the Worlds. Ooh. You know, I I, uh, I do like, um, oh, and, and glad, okay. So he reminded me, Life as a Flyway reminded me of usually what my, my go-to movie is. I love was The Patriot. Oh, yes. With Mel Gibson and... Yes. Uh, and uh, Jason Isaacs and uh, Heath yes. Ledger. What a great movie that was. Great, great um, film. Really was. And, you know, very tragic, but it had an uplifting ending. And um, I think it was true to life. <laughs> At that time. Uh, uh, hey, Chuck Truther. Good to see you in chat. Chuck. I bet you these people are here every week, and we just got she them. She wore a yellow ribbon. She wore a yeah. yellow ribbon. Yeah, there's a classic for you. Um, yeah. Um, but yes, I love the Gladiator was great. I thought the Patriot was better, and I I'm really sad yeah. that it did not win the Best Picture that year. It actually got beat out by Gladiator, but Gladiator yeah. in itself was a great film as well. As is uh, one of Russell Crowe's breakout movies, which was L.A. Confidential. That was a great. To a kind of uh, detective noir type of movie, Hollywood. Yeah, that was really good. Um, a lot of stars in that one too, including Danny DeVito. And um, but you know, there, there's so many movies on different levels that you know to have one favorite is really tough. Of course, I can watch oh, any yeah. Star Wars movie on any day. Um, uh, and, and me, I, you know, it, it just depends on the people too because everybody's different. Oh, oh, oh. I know that's ah. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know who that is now. Big Daddy, I, yeah. Independence Day, Jay Fritz. That was a great yeah, movie. A that one. was a good, yeah. good uplifting ending. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of. Um, there is a movie that came out in I Dirty think Harry. Eighty. Oh yeah, that's a good. One. Uh, it came out eighty five. 84 or 85 was called Enemy Mine. Had Dennis Quaid and uh, Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Now, movie. that movie, you know, if you look on the ratings, it's like kind of bombed out. But, but, you know, I always thought that was one of my favorite films. I loved that. Uh, of course, you know, that's, you get, if you're a sci fi nerd, you will kind of like it. But if you're not really into sci fi, then, yeah. Now, Slackmate um, said, Got to do it. Sorry. Saving Private Ryan. Not like an interesting story about that. Uh, I went to the movie theaters um, to see Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting next to this, near this older gentleman, white beard, heavy set, obviously a Vietnam vet, Mm -hmm. you know, Vietnam era vet. And I think he was wearing a a Vietnam hat. And when they shot that... Omaha beach scene. Yeah. Um, I just happened to look over at him and tears were coming down his eyes. Oh, that scene was so realistic. Yeah. Um, saving private Ryan, 
the attention to detail that Spielberg had in that and anything that Spielberg does is so well done. Um, only second to maybe James Cameron with, even though you might not like the Titanic storyline that was there, that you really felt like you were on the ship. Yeah. It was so historically accurate to the point where Cameron would have fits. If it something was off, he would stop production and make them fix it yeah. to be historically accurate. But saving private Ryan, my God, that, that, that was a great movie too. Um, yeah. You know, and the um, good stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, was, oh, Josie, Josie way. Yeah. Yep. Arsenic uh, and lace. Yeah. Remember, remember that scene? We got us the Josie Wales. Yeah. <laughs> we got us the Josie Wales. Mama, is that you, Mama? I got the gold under here, the blanket. Oh, <laughs> that was a great freaking movie. Great movie. And they've got the, the original cabin from that movie. Yeah, is, uh, somewhere. That was a PTSD movie, even if you didn't, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it showed a lot of stuff that uh, normally movies don't show. <laughs> yep. uh, like the, the the gore and body oh. parts and stuff, you know. Edward Edward oh. Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, yeah. Jen, I like that. I liked Edward Scissorhands. I thought it was great. And I went oh. to the theater and watched Beetlejuice. Of course, at oh, that Be- time, Beetlejuice was hysterical. Keaton it, is such a versatile actor. It um, was good. Yeah, it was good. I laughed. I think that movie got a bad rap, but, you know, it was funny. It was I, I tell you what, be. the funniest moment in that movie is when he's sitting in the, in the, in the, um, at the very end when he's sitting in the office there waiting for his number yeah. to be called and he's got like yeah. this long strip number and it, <laughs> he looks over at the shrunken head guy. He's like, Ooh, <laughs> and then he swaps it with the, the head shrinker. <laughs> Is that Elvis over there? <laughs> he looks at him. <laughs> oh, I'm next. And then he shrinks his head. <laughs> um, great, great movie. Oh, hilarious. But uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. The outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah. Tail Rider. That was another good Clint movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was that had some really good twists to it. I think it's really hard for some actors like Clint Eastwood to make a bad movie. You know, I mean, even some of his later stuff, well, uh, what was it? Uh, The Mule, you know, I mean, that was actually had a pretty good story to it. But I think Clint Eastwood should have stuck to the Westerns. (laughs) Yeah, I started watching The Mule and I was like, yeah. Yeah. I I missed missed the, the tough Clint, like Gran Torino. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Dances with Wolves, The Last Samurai. Um, oh. How about The Last of the Mohegans with Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Raptor Crazy likes those long movies. Tombstone. Wolves, what, three hours? Tombstone, but I, you know. Oh, yeah. Tombstone, to me, was like the bubblegum version of what Costner did in Wyatt Earp. Because they both were movies about Wyatt Earp. Yeah, I think Tombstone was a shorter movie, had less of a background on the guys, and it was more aimed towards that gunfight. Whereas the Costner's Wyatt Earp, yeah, you know, showed his life from start to almost finish. 
Well, I enjoyed both of those. I, I enjoyed Kevin Costner, and I also enjoyed Kurt Russell. Now, here's a trivia question, and Mick, you're out of this one. <laughs> 12 Angry Men, the original, starred who? Remember? Oh. No. Okay, wow. there was Jack Lemon. Uh... Martin Balsam and uh, a very young Jack Klugman. Oh, that was uh, very, very good. Um, Fargo, yes. Movie and oh, I, I haven't yeah. watched the TV series, but the movie. Have you ever seen Fargo, Chris? Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great movie. Fairly oh, cool. hilarious. Yeah. Well, but, macabre too. Parts of it. Oh. <laughs> You sent me his leg in the wood chipper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was just, oh, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, I like Smokey and the Bandit 2 better with Dom uh, DeLuise. Well, you know, I, I'm going to say in the day, back in the 70s, yes. Smokey and the Bandit was Oh, awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Grass. You're right. Jack Lemmon was in the new 12 Angry Men. Jimmy Stewart was in the original. Sorry. Right. Absolutely right. I got my 12 Angry Men mixed up. <laughs> Rio Bravo. Oh, yeah. How about Big Jake? Mm-hmm. Rooster Cogburn with uh, John oh, Wayne. You guys are naming off all the John Wayne movies. Come on. Now, come you on. Can't... I didn't say the Green Berets or the Longest Day or any of that. Uh, well, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I mean... Uh, I know we don't normally talk about religion things, but I like that movie, The Ten Commandments, the Ten one with Charles Heston. Right? You know, it's kind of like an extended, long version, but regardless whether you're a Jew, Gentile, Arab, or other, yep. uh, you know, I think you'd enjoy the story. It's pretty good. Yep. The performance that uh, uh, he gave was awesome. Roadhouse was good, but they killed Sam Elliott. Yeah, <laughs> and that gets they me ruined a boo. It. <laughs> that gets me a boo. Yeah, yeah, they ruined it. If they hadn't hadn't killed off Sam, been okay. Oh, oh. Wait, now we're coming out with all the old movies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Slackmate has got the old. Now you know what? There. See, we you know it would have been kind of funnier if we could mix Apocalypse Now with The Godfather with Brando. <laughs> oh, gonna make. Gonna make the Viet Cong an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> anyway, um. Oh man. Um, yeah, Casablanca. That was next of uh, now you see everybody is baiting me now. Next of kin with Patrick Swayze. Didn't Liam Neeson get killed in that one? Uh. Liam Neeson was no. his brother. You know, I bet I haven't watched that movie in ten years. That's, um, you know. Don says best Vietnam movie ever. Maybe I enjoyed Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Ooh, Jacket. Yeah. Ooh. Boy. Between Full Metal Jacket and and uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I don't know. That's a toss-up with me. I love both of them. Oh, I couldn't the choose. Deer Hunter. Yep. Yeah. How about some of the worst movies? 
How about oh. some of the worst movies? Oh, people? yeah, come on. I got one Attack of the Killer Donuts. It was horrible. Donuts or tomatoes? Oh, no, they got Attack of the Killer Donuts now. Oh, my Lord. If you haven't seen it, go ahead. You know, it's, it's, Not, it's the, the worst movie I think I've ever seen was Nacho Libre. Oh, oh, okay. Now, I usually, Jack Black usually is pretty good, but I thought that movie was just, it lost me. It was like, yeah, stupid. well, he, he doesn't rock a mustache very well, you know, but that's, but, uh, yeah. the worst movie. <clears throat> you know what the problem is with that, that question is? There's so many bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, the, the depth turn <laughs> trial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's turning into an epic saga, isn't it? Oh, terrible. Gracious. The turd movie. You know, where have we gone now? I mean, COVID is over where we can stop watching stuff that makes about people pooping in a bed. <laughs> um, Any Bigfoot movie. Yeah. <laughs> that That's very, very true. Oh, the curse yeah. of Bigfoot. Mega bad. Yeah, they've well, got that one. You know how many times I watched that as a little kid, though. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 has got the curse of Bigfoot. Yes, and, uh, curse of Bigfoot. Yep. You know, of course, listening to the commentary is better than uh, watching the movie alone. Yes, absolutely. Now he said, "Jackie asked any of them." Oh, um, I find some you know, like some of the pranks I find really funny, and Jackie asked some of them I don't. So. Oh, you know one I'm just thought of, and I'm surprised because I didn't see it while ago. Schindler's List. That was one of the good movies, you know. Oh. Nobody yeah. brought up Schindler's List. But uh, you know, I, uh, in fairness to everybody, it slipped my mind too. So you know, <laughs> we probably just weren't thinking of it. But that was actually a good movie. Pink flamingos. There was another movie too. Uh... <laughs> Worst movie, Blair Witch. I agree, Jim. That was was terrible. Yeah, you know, that found footage stuff is. (laughs) Um. I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Anyway, just right up facing the camera. I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. Those are terrible. This will be me on the next Bigfoot expedition. <laughs> oh, guys. Um, but anyway, well, we've had a lot of fun tonight. Figure we let our hair down. It's a holiday. Yeah. Oh, I, I oh, Chuck brought it up. <laughs> Have any of you seen the Sam Elliott man, the man who killed Hitler in Bigfoot? Yes. Chris has. Yes. Is that bad? Yeah. I, I thought, well, it, it had parts, but some of the parts when he's, I don't want any spoilers for anybody, but some of the parts where he's actually fighting the Bigfoot are pretty hilarious. It's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we actually, uh, well, I tried to contact uh, Sam Elliott uh to do a show, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's not going to be interested in 
Who's this Chris Bennett guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Ishtar, that was a pretty horrible movie. <laughs> Ishtar. <laughs> Walked out of the theater. Oh, no. So, you know, the problem is, is I, I watched, I don't remember the, the names of the bad movies. <laughs> Until I see them again. Oh, yeah, that movie was pretty, pretty horrible. I didn't watch it all. Oh, Steve, have you ever walked out of the theater during a movie? No, because I've never went to a movie that I did not prepare myself for. Well, I, I have not, but there was one that I was seriously considering it. But, you know, I, I'm kind of cheap, so if I pay money for something... I want to go ahead and see all of it, you know, regardless yep. whether if I'm if I'm really hating it. The world, the one movie I thought about walking out on was the first. Yeah, one. you better duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the butterfly effect. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to walk out on that one. The dude looks at a piece of paper and travels back in time. I was like, okay. Plus, it was, uh, what was his name? Ashton Kuch, Kuchter, 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 yeah. Kuchter, yeah. Kuchter, Kuchter, whatever. <laughs> Left a taste in my mouth. Flash Gordon. And yes, that movie <laughs> was not great. But I love, for some reason, I, I don't mind watching that one. Maybe well, it's Grasshopper, it's that's my, a, uh, Maybe because it's part of my childhood. The, that's one of my my sons, uh, my youngest son Andy. That's one of his favorite movies of all time. Not Flesh Gordon, but Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flesh Gordon. I think that's another kind of movie. Oh, Flesh Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my you son. You know, my eyes are going too, you sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I actually enjoyed Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yes. That. that was kind of funny. Um, Hilarious, yeah. Yep. But again, you know, you're not going to be finding a real good story in there. That's kind of one of those, it's a comedy. And, you know, what do they call those, the, uh, uh, situation comedies or something? Where? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was a very, it's a very dry comedy, but. Um. Oh yeah, Clan of the Cave Bear was awful. Man. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing though. I mean, I'm very so. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, there are a couple of movies I remember that were really bad as, but they were like '80s movies because yeah. you know when you're a teen and dating, the only thing you really had to do was go to the movies. So we would go to any movie, uh. and unfortunately, during those days. I was dragged to a lot of films that were not of my particular taste. Yeah. Like she's having a baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know how many other ones or that I... porkies. <laughs> um, uh, was clan uh, of the cave bear. Was that the one? Did that have Daryl Hannah or Ray did, Dog yeah. Chong? Affirmative. Yep. Daryl oh, Hannah. Affirmative. Very good. Hey, we're pretty good at this movie trivia stuff. McLovin. <laughs> Remember that one? Oh, yeah, we should do. Oh, The Thing, Kurt Russell. I like that movie. That was pretty good. We're bad. This is the end. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that one. This is the end. It is hilarious. But, you mm. know, it's one of those movies. 
if you don't like stupid stuff, because it really is stupid, uh, it's just going to be so stupid that you ha you got to laugh, you know. Oh, you guys. Everybody's saying McLovin. McLovin. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Can't comment. The half <laughs> yeah. Steve. That doesn't sound like my kind of movie. <clears throat> Although, uh, one movie... Speaking of McLovin, uh, one of the movies that was really good was The Founder with Michael Keaton talking about the founding of basically mm. the expansion of McDonald's, which was yeah. a fascinating movie. Yeah, that was interesting. When I, I like that. <laughs> My wife um, likes uh, the romantic movies, you know, it's got all the kissing and stuff in it. I, 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 hey, uh, how, I how like about that. all the airplane movies and... Uh, oh. The police love squad movie, the naked gun movies, they love were awesome. them all. Yeah, love all that stuff. That's that nonsense, nonsensical comedy. <laughs> slapstick, slapstick. That's hilarious. Some of yeah, just a lot of on-site comedy. Well, anyway, yeah, folks, it's been a lot of fun tonight talking movies and just getting <laughs> off topic for a little while for just because it's a holiday and let's chit chat about other stuff yeah. other than the crazy Bigfoot world. Yeah, and um. I want to thank everybody for popping in tonight. And this was kind of more of an ad hoc show towards the end. Just let's talk about whatever and yeah. let it go where it goes. So I'm glad we got talking about movies. Um, again, Chris and I probably will be piping in about Obi-Wan and soon to be after that, it'll be the Mandalorian. And then there's the Andor one. And then there's Ashoka and there's all kinds of Star Wars stuff coming out. Oh yeah. The there's year a, and a half. A new Lord of the Rings thing. Uh, what is it coming out? Um, it's not Lord of the Rings, but it's kind of offshoot of that. Uh, the Hobbit? That was already done. No, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. I can't even think of the name of it. Something about the rings, okay? It's coming out on uh, Amazon, I think. But um, as far as TV sh shows go, shows I miss that were really greatly done was The Shield, Sons of Anarchy. Sopranos, absolutely. Oh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica was oh. awesome. Um, uh, so, really, really, uh, <coughs> I want to pay homage to some of those shows, too, that I used to watch. 24, oh, yeah. remember the show 24? With Kiefer Sutherland as the CTU guy. If you haven't seen 24, Chris... Got to watch that. The number 24. Yep. Just watch okay. 24. Okay. Got to watch that. <laughs> yep. You'll enjoy it. And every week it's a twist and a cliffhanger. So. Yeah. And uh, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll, Steve and I call each other up and I'm like, I called Steve for a while back or he called me one months and months ago, like maybe last year. I said, oh, dude, there's this show. It's called like the man in the high castle. And he's like, oh, yeah. I've seen that's, it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I was I was flabbergasted. It's like alternative history, you know, and uh, you know, well, ah, dimensional history. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting stuff, but pretty cool. But uh, yeah, thanks guys for 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 joining us tonight. We just for hanging out with us for a while, talking yeah, about having a little fun, stuff. talking about movies and shows and stuff. Just kind of letting her hair down. Well. I guess not literally, but. <laughs> All right, folks. Everybody have a safe Memorial Day tomorrow. 
everybody have a great and healthy week. And uh, we'll be back next week. Where next week we'll critique wines. No, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> you never. Yes, know. I think a little dry rosé, please. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, everybody, be good, be safe, be healthy, be happy, and um, you know we'll catch you all here next week. Squatch DTV Sunday night, nine p.m. Eastern. Everybody, love y'all. Catch you later. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless. And keep on squatching.